Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. Happy Christmas, Adam, to you. Merry Christmas. Man, what a wonderful time it is to uh, be able to come to you and let you know that a Savior's been born. He was born to save you. He was born to change you. He was born to come up alongside of you. Kevin, you know, brother, here you are right here with us and and ringing in Christmas, Adam, together. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Yeah, the day before Christmas Eve would have to be Adam. Amen. Absolutely. I mean, what are you going to do? And uh, we are we are uh, a serving people, and because Christmas comes on a Sunday this year, uh, we're our, we only do Mondays through Fridays. I'm not going to give a special Christmas broadcast. I want you to be with your loved ones on Christmas Day. I, you know, my hope, my prayer is you get out to church first thing in the morning. I know our church is probably like a lot of other churches. We're going to start Christmas Day with an early church service. I'm so thankful for that, and uh, we love that. It's been a while since we've done that, but we sure do love going to church on Christmas day. And uh, I guess it happens every four years, Kevin. I don't know. Uh, or every seven years anyway. No, because then you get a leap day. It's just all messed up, man. I am not a calendar person <laughs> because I know leap days change things and they move a day. So someone told me one yeah. time, well, actually, it could be eight days. Or if it's not a leap year, it could be six. But then again, it could be seven. And you're like, shut up. And uh, <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to just shut up. And I remember as a... Yeah, go ahead. As a kid, as a kid, Doug, I, it seemed like there was two or three Christmases in a row where, where Christmas fell on a Sunday and we, we were, we weren't a church going family, but I remember Lawrence Welk, which is a Saturday night deal yeah, being about two or three, two or three Christmas Eves in a row. So <laughs> seemed like it was, I can't figure out the calendar either. But I got to tell you, Lawrence Welk was not my type of guy when I was a kid. My parents used to watch it. I mean, he wasn't as bad as Liberace or anything like that. But, <laughs> man, I, I – but, you know, that was a good show, brother. It, it just <laughs> it just wasn't me. Now, Debbie watched more of that cultured stuff. I was more of a Jeopardy person, you know, and uh, Hollywood Squares <laughs> and, and stuff like that, man. I, oh, or, or I'd be God. off reading somewhere. I'm a reader. And uh, – and, but let's continue hopping in with this Christmas story, folks. And uh, we hope your Christmas is so wonderful. We we hope that God would just bless you in so many ways. And, you know, our family, Kevin, our family, when we sit down for Christmas Day, uh, one of the boys will read the Christmas story. And we all do a gift on Christmas Eve. We read the Christmas story. And we all do a gift on Christmas Day. And we read the Christmas story. So one boy will read the Christmas story on Christmas Eve. One boy will read it on Christmas Day. We pray together. And we thank God for everything he's about to give us. And and we just dig in. And the Bible said, and they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the... Uh, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, 
I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all people. That's what Christmas is about, folks. It's for all of us. For unto you is born this day in the city of David our Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And it shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude uh, of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them and Hamid, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and let us see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made note unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad, saying, which was told unto them concerning this child. And all they had heard it and wondered those things which were told by the shepherd. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they have heard and seen as it was told unto them. And there were eight days were accomplished from, for the circumcising of the child. His name was called Jesus which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. What a great thing. And, uh, you know, the word, the word gets out and these shepherds come and they find this baby there in the manger and people are worshiping God. And isn't that where we're supposed to be today, Kevin? Searching, worshiping, loving. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Boy, everything you just said, what a, what a wonderful just, you know, the whole spirit of these words, you know, goodwill toward men, you know, after, a, after hundreds of years of being silent and, and Israel being just about apostate, I mean, they had gone so far out, but the Babylonian captivity had rid, rid them of idols once and for all. And so God let them just sit there and, 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 and kind of just sit in there in, in the, in the, in the puddle for a while. And then it suddenly, uh, in, in comes his story and God with all these miraculous signs is extending goodwill toward man. You know, he's extending an olive branch saying, are you ready now? Uh, I- I'm here. And I, you know, I just think that's the, the attitude that we need to have is, you know, we've, we've seen some dark days. We've been through some stuff, some junk, like you say, and, um, we need to realize that there's a God in heaven, you know, this, and this story just makes it so vivid. The spirit of the Lord is saying, uh, are you, are you ready for me? You know, I've got goodwill. I'm trying to extend, you know, some, some healing and some peace and, and whatnot to you. And sometimes we're just so confused. Um, you know, that the scripture where it said, Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. I just think that she was saying, I don't know what all this means. There's so, so much happening so quickly. I don't want to miss God, but you know, I'm in the middle of, you know, there's a scandal surrounding this birth that just took place. There's signs there's there, you know, I've got scripture. I don't understand how it all fits together. I'm just going to quietly ponder this thing and see what God's up to. And I think that's a good attitude for all of us to have is just to say, Lord, I know you're at work, 
with good things. And I think I'm just going to, you know, kind of keep my mouth shut and, and watch for what you're up to. Yeah. And, and, and just watching for God and reading his word. And, you know, there's two ways we communicate with God. I know I've said this before on this podcast, but it's one of these things that we really need to tune into. We, we talk to God through our prayers and it's so important to pray and have that relationship with God. And, and, you know, prayer does a couple of things. It goes up to God in fellowship and we need that fellowship. We need that interaction. You know, even a simple prayer of God, here I am, help me. I, I do what I call walking with God in the morning. And when I'm not sick and I had been the last couple of days, but this morning I was back out on the road. And those of you who see me on Facebook under Doug Carragher will see under my story, you'll see the story of me. I always paste pictures from my walk and Things that went on that morning, and I always put them in my story there as things are going by. And But that's my time with God. Man, I listen to the Bible. I read along with it. I talk to God. So those two ways as we talk to God, the first way we mm. communicate with God, I do a lot of it out there on the road. I'll listen to the Bible, and when I'm done, God, help me, Lord. Thank you for saving me, Lord. Save me from this world. Not only have you saved me now, save me from the things I got to go through today. Or better yet, as Paul said it, I have to die of the things of this world. And I'm like, God, help me. Hey, you know, this junk. I have to die of these things. And, uh, and then I talk to God, and it's a conversation. It does. And when you talk to God, two things happen. You have fellowship with him, and it goes out to the world in good works. I found myself walking around this morning praying. I was praying for Kevin. I knew we were getting ready uh, this morning to go ahead and do these podcasts. And I, I found myself saying, and Lord, be with Kevin. Help him, Lord, and, and, uh, and give him these things. And, and Lord, be with him. So when we pray, we have that fellowship with God where we trust him enough to go to him in prayer. And I'm like Kevin. I wake up and the body aches and it hurts. And, and, and I'll tell you, from the time I put my watch on, I come downstairs. So I wake up and take care of those things you got to take care of when you first wake up and I come downstairs and when I put my watch on and it starts counting steps I make about a hundred steps inside this house before I go out the door and when I go out the door man my body's hurting my head's hurting my my world's still a little messed up I went out the door this morning 32 degrees here in Greer South Carolina what's that all about <laughs> and uh, those are northern temperatures and and man, I stretch a little bit and I take off, I start my watch and I'm out there going and, and uh, but I'm communicating with God and, uh, and, and man, and, and then the other way we communicate with God. So number one, we pray, it does two things. It goes to him in fellowship, do that, goes out to the world in good works. I prayed for Kevin. I pray for Debbie. I pray for the kids. The second thing we do is we read God's word. I read God's word as God's words being spoken to me on my device as I'm walking around in the morning. And that's God talking to me. And, and folks, sometimes it goes back to my first way of communicating. God's talking to me and, and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I'm talking back and thanking him and praising him and praying and, uh, and trusting him and loving him and making a difference. And that's where we need to be. We need to have that communication with this God who sent his only begotten son, Christ, to die for us. It's so great. And folks, we're going to take just a minute here and let the radio stations do what they do. And we'll be right back with you.
Hey, thank you for waiting and coming right back here with us. And so, Kevin, we come along and we talked about that wonderful level of communication that we get to have with God and the two ways we communicate. And I mean, throughout my day, Kevin, there's many of those things where I just call out to him too. God, thank you. Uh, Going down the road, I'll see an accident and I'll just call out and say, God, help those people over there. God, thank you for not letting me be part of that accident. I mean, Kevin, you probably do more driving than most people. And I mean, what is your day of communicating with this savior who came on earth for you look like what's your communication Mm. look like yeah yeah boy you ask such good questions um you know talking about you know scripture and prayer sometimes the scripture invokes the best prayer for me you know i'll see something and it caused I, i read something and it caused me to pray and then sometimes i'm praying about some circumstance some some need and then from that goes, God shows me a scripture, you know, and he'll do that for any one of us, but he'll show a scripture to answer that prayer. And I I was thinking of examples, you were talking, um, I read in the Psalms one time where David probably said, show me a token for good that, um, basically that, that the people that are, you know, after me accusing or whatever, that my enemies may see it and know that you favor me and I'm not quoting exactly right, but show me a token for good is what it says. So, you know, uh, this is what, uh, when I read that, I just thought, Lord, that's what I want. I want to, I may not get an answer, a full answer to what my real heart cry is, my biggest need. You know, I may not get a lump sum of money if it was a financial need. Lord, I may not have this inter you know relationship resolved i may not have this fixed but give me a token a token is like a small object that's that that represents a a a, you know something toward that almost like an earnest it's it's uh it's something that counts that that lets you know you can cash in on this it's coming you've you've got you've earned this or I'm giving this to you, a, a subway token or a game token or whatnot. And I was talking to someone this week, I was explaining about token and they said, boy, it's exactly right. And that's what I need because they had a tremendous trauma that they were dealing with. And I said, you know what? I don't know when your answer is coming, but I know this, you can ask for a token. And so in answer to your question, Doug, how, how does, how does my communication with God go? So I made that prayer and then I was reading in this Christmas story where it says, um, in fact, it's in Luke chapter two, I think it was Simeon went into the temple. He's one of the guys, yeah, one of these old, old codgers that was waiting for God to deliver Israel from the Roman government. You know, he's waiting for the salvation of Israel. He's looking for the Messiah. He was waiting. And God for told him he'd live. He, yeah, he's this old guy <laughs> promised. Hey, you get to live till he gets here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so he, th- this is what jumped off the page at me. And it was an, an answer to prayer for asking God for a token. It, it says that he picked up baby Jesus and blessed them and said, behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which shall be spoken against. And he said, um, Lord, uh, now, excuse me, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. And it just leaped off the page, Doug, because it was a token. He is holding a baby. The baby was not 
on a throne. The baby was in swaddling clothes. The baby was in a, you know, a manger or whatever. He was, it, it was, there was no fulfillment. He was not getting the total uh, expectation that he had been praying for, like the salvation of Israel, the the revelation of a king and the overthrowing of the Roman government, everything that came with that. But instead, he was simply satisfied that he had Jesus. He saw Jesus in his problem. And when he got Jesus in his problem, that baby Jesus, it was like a seed that God said, hang on to this. This is going to be your answer. And brother, that jumped out at me. And I was like, Lord, let me just see a token. Let me see Jesus in this thing. And man, I'll tell you what, sometimes that's what we need. And sometimes God's going to just show up with a little piece of something and it's going to be Jesus. And it's like, Lord, I know you're at work in this I, it's not, I'm not delivered yet. It's not over. I know I'm not over. I know I'm not over this, but boy, I sure have a token that healing is underway. And I, I think I've turned a corner. Praise God. Yeah. Praise God. And God gives us those tokens. Sometimes he gives me something in a scripture that gets me so messed up. I weep. Other times I laugh. Other times, you know, there's just so much going on. I'll, I'll never forget yeah. when I was doing that story where Jesus got lost there at the temple. He stuck around. <laughs> Man, I had to, I had to hold on to a telephone pole. <laughs> I, was just, I was just busting a gut out there on this side of the road. Saying, Can you imagine Joseph? Where in the world is Jesus? How did you lose him? Lose James? Can't, you know, lose these other kids? How did you lose Jesus? And and boy, what a what a time of uh, laughing I've had out there reading God's word. And 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 He does that. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The same man was Justin Devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. Have the Holy Ghost upon you and uh, be saved. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou servant depart in peace according to thine word, for mine eyes have seen salvation. Folks, that's what Christmas is all about. Simeon, that old guy, and probably like a, probably like Kevin and I had that arthritis, had those hurts, had those pains, and he kept getting older, and the Holy Spirit said, listen, you're not going to die. You won't see death until you hold your salvation, until you see your salvation. Can you imagine the joy right there, Kevin? I'm glad you brought that up. Can you imagine that? Holding that child up and saying, God, it's okay now. I'm here. It's, it's, it's all right. And uh, uh, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to his word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. A light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of the people of Israel. God, friends, if there's anything you can get out of these things these last couple days and today, Christmas, Adam, if there's anything you can get out of this, there's a Savior that will save you. And you can get him before you see death. You can get him right now. 
And, uh, I mean, Kevin's told his story, how he got saved at 17. I wasn't that lucky. I was saved at, uh, 32. And, uh, uh, but I, I guess, uh, the most important thing to say to you, my dear friends is you've got a chance right now not to waste this baby born of a virgin called for in Isaiah throughout the Bible, pointing forward and uh, prophecy was fulfilled and coming along 32 332 prophecies were filled at the birth of this child, Jesus Christ, 32 in one day. And uh, here's this Savior. The Savior can save you. The Bible says that all we need to know to be saved is four quick things. It says the first thing we need to know is that we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous, no, not one. The Bible says we all fall short of the glory of God. Friends, just real quickly, we're all sinners. You need to realize you're a sinner if you're going to be saved. If you don't see yourself as a sinner, you can't be saved. Second thing the Bible says is there's a price on sin. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. Folks, can I tell you something? Because sin has entered in this world. One sin changed everything. So you got to realize you're a sinner. There's a price on sin, which is death. Great news. But God commendeth his love toward us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Folks, can I tell you, you need to know you're a sinner. You need to know there's a price on sin. You need to know that Christ paid that price. But then, folks, takes there's something you got to do, and it's easy. You're not working. You're just trusting God. You know what the Bible says? Uh, the Bible says we must speak it with our mouth and believe it with our heart because our heart speaketh unto righteousness and later on unto salvation. The Bible says we need to have that moment where we trust in Christ alone to save us. And when we do that and when we pray to him and ask him to save us in Jesus' name, he's going to do just that. He's going to save you. Kevin, I don't know about you, but I want to wish these people, these loved ones, these people who listen to us, these people who care about us, these these, these dear listeners, so many, I want to wish them all a Merry Christmas. Yes, me too. Merry Christmas. And, and folks, may all your uh, blessings be felt and recognized. One of the toughest things is just count your blessings. Be one of those people who sit down and count and say, God, thank you for this. Thank you for that. Though your gifts may not be many financially or it may be kind of a tough year, I want to assure you, just like Simeon, there was a savior that, that was born for you. And even going further, there was a savior that died for your sins. We do love you. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We hope you have the greatest of days, the greatest of weeks. We look forward to talking to you again next week. We'll talk to you the day after Christmas. Have the greatest day. Spend lots of time with your family. Listen to share stories with one another. Do those kind of things. Open up the word of God on Christmas morning and just read Luke chapter two together and read the Christmas story and open those presents and let your kids know this is what it's all about. Out. Do have a prayer. Our kids read the Bible. We pray together. We love each other. And do that. Oh boy, God will do a work. We sure do love you. Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you soon. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message you can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, 
you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.